I am so excited. Slow it down CKD 2022 is now available. Well, at least the digital version is on Amazon. I'm not certain if the print version has been dropped yet. If not, any day now. This is the 13th book in the Slow It Down CKD series. I find it difficult to believe I started writing about kidneys 13 years ago. Every time I thought I wouldn't have anything to blog about, another topic would seemingly pop up at me. But that's not all I'm excited about. My son-in-law's mom, one of his sisters, and his niece flew in from Utah this past weekend and I was able to meet with the whole family in the park for a little while. To make it even better, this is one of those families in which we don't just love each other, we actually like each other. That they flew got me thinking. Before cancer and COVID, I flew. Honestly, I flew a lot. Did that have any effect on my kidneys? PubMed Central had an answer I hadn't expected. CKD increases the risk of traveler's thrombosis, when a blood clot forms deep in your vein. Low molecular weight heparin, blood thinner, is useful for long-distance travelers only if they are at high risk for VTE, again, blood clots in the veins. CKD patients who remain at high altitudes pose an increased risk for progression of CKD, altitude sickness, and pulmonary edema, buildup of fluid in the lungs. Rifamycin, a kind of antibiotic, is a recommended treatment for traveler's diarrhea because it is not absorbed into the blood. Jet lag syndrome is a risk for hypertension and CVD, cardiovascular disease, events. The melatoninergic, made from melatonin, usually used for sleep or depression, drugs may be effective in relieving jet lag syndrome for hemodialysis patients. What? Why didn't our nephrologists tell us about this? Or didn't they know themselves? The information I'm using is from a 2020 journal. That's not so long ago. By the way, the definitions in brackets in the paragraph above are from what I've learned in the last 13 years, rather than specific sources. What is the connection between CKD and VTE, anyway? The National Kidney Foundation explains. VTE, venous thromboembolism, includes these two diseases that are related but that are not the same. DVT, deep vein thrombosis, is a blood clot, thrombosis, in a deep vein, usually in your leg. You can get a DVT when sitting or lying down for a long time, such as during a long plane ride or a hospital stay. When you don't move a lot, the blood flow in your leg slows down. Blood clots can then form where the blood flows slowly. PE, pulmonary embolism, happens if the blood clot that formed in your leg breaks off and moves through your blood and into your lungs, pulmonary refers to the lungs. That blood clot can then block a blood vessel in your lungs. This vessel block, embolism, can hurt your lungs and heart and can cause death. CKD, chronic kidney disease, means that your kidneys have not been working at a normal level for at least three months. This loss of function usually cannot be reversed. The good news is that there are many things you can do to slow down loss of your kidney function. CKD may put you at higher risk for VTE. How do we deal with this if we want to travel as CKD patients? As mentioned above, Low molecular weight heparin is useful for long-distance travelers only if they are at high risk for VTE. That leaves the rest of us as CKD patients. Don't worry, the CDC was helpful here. When traveling by plane, it is not always easy to walk around. The CDC recommend. Photo by Redobuoof Circular on Pexels.com Wearing compression socks. Standing and stretching every few hours. Watching for symptoms of DVT. Exercising the calf muscles while sitting to promote blood flow. Continuing using blood thinners as a doctor has prescribed, if relevant. Talking to a doctor about other preventive steps based on the person's unique needs. In addition, a person should take steps to stay hydrated during flights and other trips. 
drinking plenty of water and avoiding alcoholic beverages are advisable. Did you notice that it's CKD patients who remain at high altitudes that are in danger of increased risk for progression of CKD, altitude sickness, and pulmonary edema, buildup of fluid in the lungs? So, it seems that all CKD patients need to deal with on long flights, over 4 hours, is thrombosis. Well, that's not quite all. There's also jet lag. I found this on the business site Work Smart Live Smart. While it's not medical advice aimed specifically at CKD patients, it made sense to me. Drink lots of water while flying. Air travel is dehydrating. Water can reduce jet lag symptoms and can provide enough moisture to your body so that your mucous membranes don't dry out and make you susceptible to infections. Drink lots of water during what would be your daytime and stop drinking an hour ahead of what will be your new bedtime. This will help your kidneys adjust to the new time zone. Something I didn't understand is making use of rifamycin for travelers' diarrhea. One of its side effects is diarrhea. Although, as I kept researching, I discovered it wasn't absorbed in the bloodstream as mentioned above, but it was less likely to cause any other adverse effects. You know, today only proved to me that it is safe for CKD patients to fly providing we take the precautions discussed in the blog. Of course, we can also do everything else those without CKD do to make our flights more comfortable. Remember, COVID is still with us and wear your mask. I doubt you can keep six feet apart from anyone, but you can use hand sanitizer often. Carry a small, airline-approved, size bottle with you. Let me say goodbye before you run to get your flight. Until next week. Keep living your life.